The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey. Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me as always is the other host of the show, Tag. Sup, man. Yeah. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Tag, as you know, mm-hmm. we break it down. Mm-hmm. We say we don't want to do it, mm. you know, because people will make fun of us. You only to not only do it, mm. but become raging assholes in the process. Yeah. All for your listening enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Today's episode, we look at season four, episode 14, entitled Law and Disorder. If you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before, you, before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it just at least a little bit more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon Prime. God, it feels good to God, say it. Feels good. We need to reach out to Amazon. Just at least give us shirts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, get a Prime shirt. Be cool. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. in this episode, yeah, they talk about boats. Yeah. Have you ever been on a boat, Ty? <laughs> I have been on a boat. Have you? Yes. A few times. I mean, I'm not talking about a little dinky boat. I'm talking about a real big boat. <laughs> a real big boat? That's my boat. Yeah. Well, I was in the Navy. Does that count? Indeed does you a, were. Does a billion dollar nuclear submarine count as a boat? Is that big enough for you, Jimmy? Billion dollars? Is that really how much? I guess we can't really... <laughs> I can't really go into detail. They just had somebody arrested for talking about this. Um, but no, like, do you have any interesting stories about like, like what's, what's a couple of, of things about being on a, on a, a sub that big that would kind of surprise some people. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were never on a sub, what's something that you would have heard about and been like, shit, really? That's kind of neat. Or that's kind of interesting. Or well, that's sad. Or, a, angry, or whatever. There's a lot of myths that go along with being in submarines. So a lot of people okay. say, isn't it true you can't shower every day? Which... That's not true. Of course, you can shower. No, you every shower day. with with ocean water. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but you do have to take what's called a quote submarine shower, which is when your buddies spit on you. And you, no. that, I was going to say, is that where you pee on each other? <laughs> no, no. You uh, you step into the shower, you turn the water on, you get all wet, but then you turn it off to get soap oh. or shampoo in your hair, or whatever. Then you turn it back on, you rinse off, and then you're done. And what's then you the also purpose have the of that? squeegee. Save on water. Oh, okay. Okay. Then you get the squeegee where you have to squeegee out. like a, It's like stainless steel walls and stuff inside the shower. You squeegee them out. Okay. And then you step out. Um, Interesting. Another surprising thing people are seem surprised about when they hear about is, can you smoke on a submarine? The answer is yes, but I don't think you can anymore. I think they might have stopped that now. Um, okay. There is a smoking section. It's a very well ventilated area um, that they always pick, and it's just one spot. On the boat, and yes, you can smoke. Hmm. Um, How can anything be well ventilated on a sub? 
That doesn't make sense. There's just like like a lot of fans in some areas where there's a lot of in, intake fans that go through like oh, scrubbers, okay. burners, and things like that. They kind of clean the air a little bit. So, um, well, those are the main two questions I get asked a lot. Um, okay, how's the food? <laughs> food is fantastic. Actually, the food <laughs> is. They say that in submarines, the uh, it's the best food in the. Navy is like on submarines and it's true. We well, do I guess get, you don't get, you don't get sunlight. So at least they can do is give you good food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they do, they kind of put the money aside for submarine guys. Cause we, like you said, we don't get fresh air. We don't get sunlight. Right. We don't get anything like that. So like on, even on Sunday night dinners, we'll make something really, really fancy, like prime rib. And usually we'll have some like crab legs or lobster or something like oh, that wow. and then like a baked potato or you know it'd be like a really sunday night dinners are really fancy and kind of a little more expensive than the regular meals and stuff it's have you ever time. fished off of a sub i have not but people have um because yeah. every once in a while once you finish patrol we get to surface and we do what's called a swim call mm-hmm. and uh, we even have a grill that we'd bring out to sea <laughs> so if <laughs> i think there was one time where somebody caught a fish and then we like grilled it right there on the that's cool. On the boat on the top side, and uh, some people fish off one side, and then we have a swim call on the other. And um, it's usually like nice warm water, mm-hmm. like in the Caribbean or whatever. It's really nice. Cool. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I just thought that'd be interesting to talk about seeing that we had a boat on this episode, and mm-hmm. you're familiar with boats. So I had a question about this episode as well. So okay, Bobby becomes like a hall monitor. Have you ever had to do right. anything like that before in like elementary school? No, I had to, we didn't have hall monitors in elementary school because mm. a lot of schools in Florida are outside. They like exit to the outside. Right. So, I mean, we have halls, but not really. Um, but I was the crossing guard once for like a week. No way. Me too. Yeah. I was a crossing yeah, guard yeah. for Did you have to a wear while. the orange thing that goes around across your chest? Yeah. Yeah. I had to wear the yeah, belt yeah. across the chest mm-hmm. and connected, you know, like a belt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I got into that, but. I remember I had to get up early and I had my own little corner I had to go to and report yeah. to and stand there and stop traffic while kids crossed. And I remember my area was like not very, not much traffic at all. It wasn't close to the school. It was more close to my house because they try to put it near where you live, you know. And so mine was only like a couple blocks from my house. So not too many kids lived that far out from the school. Yeah. So it was really only a couple of people that really walked by, kids that walked by. With me, like <laughs> I was late getting to class, obviously, because I was a crossing guard. And then my yeah. teacher wanted to get mad at me because she didn't believe that I was a crossing guard. I'm like, why <laughs> would I have this stupid thing on my chest if I wasn't a crossing guard? Like in our school I had a little badge, like it looked like a police badge, but it was on the, <laughs> the orange thing that said yeah. crossing guard on it. So <clears throat> yeah, I didn't like being a crossing guard at all. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it either. No. But. Cool. Okay. Well that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I guess um, we'll take our first break. All right. And when we get back, Mm. we're going to talk about season four, episode 14, Law and Order. Law and Disorder. Sorry. Promise? Promise. We will. You got to be good. Okay. I will. All right. We will be back. Tack. What's wrong? Oh, Jimmy. I was hoping to get some groovy costumes for me and my son this Halloween, but I'm tired of all the same boring costumes that all the other stores have. 
Yeah. Have you checked out HalloweenCostumes.com? Wait, don't tell me. They too sell Halloween costumes just like the other stores do. Sell them? <laughs> HalloweenCostumes.com has the biggest, the best selection of Halloween costumes and accessories and decorations like anywhere. Okay, you say that, but so do party type stores, department stores. I mean, what does HalloweenCostumes.com have that others don't? Are they really that much better than the other places? Um, how about the biggest selection with over 10,000 costumes? Um, okay, but me and my son are into totally different things. They got you covered. They have costumes from comics, video games, movies, and TV. Okay, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Hey, their selection is great. They even have costumes to fit parents, kids, couples, groups plus size, oh, and even sexy costumes. Ooh la la. <laughs> right? And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection. Dude, they have stuff like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in not just kid sizes, but like adults so we can wear them. They have Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai. Dude, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, Kiss, Alf, Beetlejuice, the Smurfs, and more. They have over 3,500 exclusive designs. And don't forget, one of the Retro Network's favorite items. (laughs) Ugly Ugly Halloween Halloween sweaters. (laughs) And check out the brand new designs for 2021, like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Bro, you you can't even get those on a face mask. (laughs) That's awesome. Just click on the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off of in-stock items now through November 6, 2021. HalloweenCostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. And we are back. Did you see? Okay. Did you see what I did? No, uh-uh. you missed the flip I just did. Yeah, you were off. You went off to the left-hand side of the frame. Like I couldn't oh, see it. Savage. I think you were trying to avoid your bed. Avoid your bed in the background, and that you were off to the left-hand side. I saw your hand. You, you, you did. And you had looked like a jazz hand too. It was like your yeah, that's how I dismount, yeah. and that's how I, yeah. I do spirit fingers with the jazz hands. I don't yeah. fuck around. Yeah, because you usually get that look on your face, like that girl from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, when she does that like somersault thing, and she likes she's all happy about herself. <laughs> never, mind, never mind. Anyways, all right, <laughs> we have season four, episode fourteen, entitled "Law and Disorder." Mm. Let's get into this, some facts about the episode. It first aired January twelfth, nineteen seventy three. Mm. Written by Elroy Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Not sure what, but Elroy. Yeah, his brother. Directed, yeah, right? Directed by Hal Cooper. According to IMDb, Barry Williams has long acknowledged that he was stoned in one scene, <laughs> not the entire episode, one scene. Right. When Mike shows up in the driveway with the boat, that scene was shot on Williams' day off when he was unexpectedly called into the studio to shoot the scene. However, he had already been partying with some friends earlier that day. Crew members instantly knew he was high, and many <laughs> laughed at his odd behavior. Nonetheless, he got through the scene with a few stumbles. 
Get it? Stumbles? Get it? Stumbles. Yeah, it's scene two and it's hilarious. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. We fade in. Scene one. We open at Bobby's school where we see three boys walking down an alleyway. Bobby jumps out calling for Steve, followed by, listen, guys, I but is ignored as they walk away. Bobby instead turns and tries to talk to two other boys who also walk away. Bobby gets frustrated and yells, come on guys, it's not my fault. (laughs) Bobby slowly walks over and tries to talk to two girls coming down the stairs, offering to walk the two of them home. But they too ignore Bobby who is left there holding his books. But just then Cindy comes down the stairs calling his name. Bobby replies with, hi, Cindy. Cindy, hearing his tone, asks, what's wrong? Bobby, still frustrated, answers abruptly, saying, what's wrong? Everything's wrong. Cindy, having no clue what the fuck Bobby's talking about, asks, what do you mean? Bobby yells at her, my whole class hates me, and storms off. Oh, in a huff. And Cindy follows. (laughs) So I noticed... That's a good thing to say to a girl. You kind of walk up to her and you go, I'll walk home with you. <laughs> and they were like, can I see where you live? <laughs> no, I'm like, oh my God, walk, go, 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 go. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny because the school looks an awful lot like the back lot of a, of a studio. <laughs> um, but why is, why is Cindy yelling? Or why is Bobby yelling at Cindy? Like, what the fuck does she do? I don't know. She's. He's just all frustrated and, you know, he's just mad about school stuff. Mm. It's like, wow, what a dick. (laughs) All right. Scene two. Back at home in the driveway, we see Greg airing up a bike tire when we hear a car horn. Greg looks up with a smile, eating a bag of chips (laughs) and tripping over his bicycle pump. (laughs) Waves to to Mike. (laughs) Because he was stoned. Carol hears the honk and comes over to the sliding glass door, wondering what the honking is about. We then see the car in the driveway with what looks like a boat on top. Greg laughs and says, you didn't say anything about getting a boat. Mike replies, saying, I didn't know I was going to. Carol comes running over to the driveway, yelling, hey, honey, where'd you get that? While Greg messes around with the rope holding the boat on the car and giggling about something, Mike explains, well, I delivered my plans for the Marine addition to Joe Houston. He was about to commit this thing to the junkyard. I thought with a little work, you know, we can fix it up. Greg, with a big stupid grin, giggles and says, far out. (laughs) While this this time eating some nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Carol says It doesn't look very seaworthy As a matter of fact It doesn't even look bathtub worthy (laughs) You know About a boat that was going to the junkyard (laughs) Did I say that right? Yeah 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 It's just like what the fuck is Carol talking It it was going to the fucking junkyard Like that's the point stupid moron Like (laughs) (laughs) it's a junkyard boat Of course it's going to look like shit Greg stands there giggling when Cindy comes up the driveway yelling, Wow, a boat! Cindy enthusiastically asks, Is it ours? 
Carol, who apparently is an expert on boats, now answers, well, I'm afraid so, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Cindy, still excited, asks, when do we go sailing? As Greg stands there giggling still, (laughs) Mike answers, as soon as we're sure we're not going to go sinking. They all laugh. As Bobby comes walking up through the yard, Greg is first to yell out, Look what we got, Bobby. (laughs) Bobby (laughs) just looks and gives a half grin. Mike, sensing something is wrong, asks, Where are you going? Bobby sadly answers, Up to my room. Carol, surprised Bobby isn't as excited, Cindy says, Gee, that's not like Bobby. Mike agrees, saying, I thought I'd be more excited than anyone. Cindy then speaks up and tells Mike and Carol, I think Bobby has a problem. Carol, seeing that her son is upset and just come home from school, asks the hard-hitting detective question. A problem? Did something happen at school? She pulls out her notepad and puts her hat on and pulls out her magnifying glass. (laughs) She's so stupid. At school? Huh. Must have had a problem, you think? (laughs) Cindy's still unsure what happened, says, it must have. Bobby says his whole class hates him. Greg just stands there giggling and eating. (laughs) (sighs) I love how Carol thinks she knows boats now. She's like, hey, that boat's a piece of shit. Like, what the fuck? You don't know anything about boats. What are you talking about? Um, But it's funny, um, Mike picking up garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe somebody's going to throw this away? Like, that doesn't sound like Mike at all. My brother was like that, but it don't sound like Mike. (laughs) Um, <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, yeah. I put on here. I bet when uh, Mike gets that boat done, Carol sure as fuck won't be making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Hell no! She's gonna be all he... like, "When are we taking out the boat?" Well, you are not because you were making fun of it. How about that? <laughs> Mike's gonna get out his guitar and he's gonna like yeah, right? play for her on, on, this, on like the in the moonlight and shit. <laughs> uh, scene three. We then cut to the boys' room where we see Bobby looking in a mirror. He gives himself a dirty look and says, I hate you. Then sticks his tongue out at himself and then walks away. As he walks to the desk, Carol and Mike show up at the door asking, You mind if we come in? Bobby doesn't answer. He just sits down with his head in his hands. Carol and Mike come in and sit on Greg's bed. Carol begins saying, Goodness, Bobby. You look like the world has come to an end. Bobby sarcastic replies, that would be good. Oh, God. Mike asks, as bad as that? Bobby just nods. Carol taps him on the arm and asks, want to talk about it? Bobby looks at her and says, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing anybody can do. Mike, looking doubtful that it's as bad as Bobby says, answers, let's see. Come on. You tell us about it. Bobby opens a textbook and pulls out an armband with an SM on it. Carol replies first, asking, What's wrong with SM? <laughs> Bobby asks, Don't you know what this is? Carol says, Sure, it's an armband. School safety monitor. Bobby asks, Safety monitor? Should stand for snitch monitor. Oh. Mike, <laughs> Mike asks, What's that supposed to mean? Bobby sadly replies, it means I have to think on all my friends. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 
Carol, trying to keep this logical, says, That's not thinking, Bobby. If the kids at school break a rule, it's the safety monitor's job to report them. Bobby, still discouraged, says, Some job. Bobby goes on to explain, when the, che- when the teacher asks for a volunteer, not one kid in the class raised their hand. Not one kid. So she made me the safety. The class cop. Hmm. Mike, seeing Carol's way isn't working, steps in saying, did you ever stop to think that she might have picked you because she thought you were responsible enough to do the job? Bobby, intrigued, asks, what do you mean? Mike continues, well, take the police, for instance. You know it isn't part of their job to like arresting people. They share the responsibility to enforce the rules. Carol saves the day, adding, and rules are very important, Bobby. (laughs) They're made to protect people. Bobby replies, "Hmm, never thought of it that way. Carol adds, and you'll be a great safety monitor, Bobby, if you try. (laughs) Bobby, starting to get confident, asks, you think so? Mike enthusiastically adds, why we'd bet on it. Bobby, looking a little bit more confident, picks up his armband and begins looking at it. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. just think if Carol wore it, it would mean shitty mom. Just, <laughs> just wanted to say that. Um, but also, what Bobby mean, bust, What would it mean if Greg was wearing it? Um, stoner man. <laughs> stone man. Um, Do you notice Bobby busting out the Mickey Mouse shirt? Yes, I did notice that. was kind of I was going to comment, but then I saw that was one of your comments, so I was like, yeah. Um, those, uh, those school books actually look used. I just thought that was cool. Usually they have brand new school books. Yeah, but his actually looked like it had been carried around a lot. It's kind of neat. <laughs> um, but also, couldn't Bobby have said no? This isn't mandatory. If he didn't want to do it, just say no. Well, I don't know. Then why did, why did you do it? Mm, that's true. Or like he could have said, <laughs> I don't know if it would comfortable, but... Um, yeah. You know who else had not arm bands tag? Who? Nazis. So. <laughs> so that's how it starts. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I thought it was interesting that uh, he was wearing the Mickey Mouse shirt because yeah, yeah. You know, I think at this time period, Walt Disney World had mm-hmm. just opened up like a year and a half before this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they must have been a sponsor. Mm-hmm. They had to have been. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Scene folk. Later that night, up in the boys' room, we see Greg asleep. Probably passed out, right? Mm-hmm. Carol walks in through the open door and turns off the hall light outside the room. She checks on the boys, but when she sees Bobby, she sees a flashlight glowing under the sheets. Carol walks over and taps him on the head. Bobby pulls back the sheet and reveals that he is reading. Carol asks him what he's doing. Bobby nervously closes his book and says, uh, studying, studying rules. Yeah, that's it. And I was trying to find something. <laughs> he adds, if I got to be a safety monitor, I'm going to be the best one the school ever had. Carol reminds him it's past his bedtime and tells him just a few more minutes. <laughs> but he has school tomorrow. <laughs> to which Bobby agrees and goes back to studying. As Carol walks away, she hears Bobby say, oh, wow. Carol runs back because, you know, she's nosy and asks what's the matter. Bobby tells her, I didn't know chewing gum was against the rules. 
I've been illegal all term. Carol throws the sheet over his head and walks away. Um, so I'm a little bit confused. Like, when, since when do the boys sleep with their door open? Like, I don't know oh, that they've ever know. slept with the door open. Hmm. Good point. But also, like, if you really look closely, Peter's hmm. top bunk almost looks bent, like, when he lays in it. it looks like it's draining under the, the weight of him. Oh, I didn't even notice. <clears throat> Man. He said he didn't know chewing gum was against the rule. Isn't like that against the rules for every like elementary school ever? I would think so, yeah. Since the beginning of time. I mean, we were so. allowed to have it in middle school and high school, depending on the yeah. teacher. But I think high school, you're pretty much allowed to have it in every class, I would think. Yeah. But know. elementary school? No, because kids get in their hair and shit. Or just throw it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah right. Put it underneath your table and then eat it the next day. And people call you gross, Jimmy. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> oh, but you know, I don't hold grudges. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. God. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. <sighs> All right, let's just go to the next scene. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry it's one of those things that just came out of my mouth and just I just opened my mouth and I came (laughs) (laughs) alright scene five the next day at school we see the kid (laughs) what Uh, sorry Stop. Stop. Right. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what my promise on it. All right. Scene five. The ne- <laughs> so now you're making me giggle about staring at me. Scene five. The next day at school, we see the kids bustling through the halls with their school books when one of these little pieces of crap has the nerve to chew gum. What? On the Brady Bunch. <laughs> what? Bobby steps out from around his corner to stop one kid saying, hey, you're chewing gum. (laughs) The kid, apparently not knowing the rules, replies, so? Bobby informs him, regulation 16A says you're not allowed to chew gum in classrooms or hallways. Mm. Bobby then tells him that this is his post and that there's no gum. The boy looks at Bobby and says, who's chewing gum as he swallows it. Bobby gets upset saying, hey, wait, you're trying to swallow the evidence. The boy obviously what you going to do, what you going to (laughs) do. The boy obviously done with the hall monitor. Bobby says, I just did. Yeah. Or however he says it. Bobby simply tells him won't do any good. The boy then starts making chicken noises. And moving his arms like chicken wings. Bobby informs him that he's not a chicken. He's just doing his job. He then looks at the boy, gets close, and says, I'm Bobby fucking Brady. Then sternly asks the boy how to spell his name. Last name first. Mm. So why would the kid call him chicken? I thought that was so weird. I The only thing I can think of is that like the kid was like, I guess, testing him to see if he'd really report him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, huh, you're chicken. Like almost like you ain't going to do it. 
Yeah. He's like, say I won't. You know, and then they start fighting. <laughs> um, right. I wonder if and that little boy that that has the gum. I wonder if he ever grew into his teeth. Like, <laughs> holy yeah. shit! Because they got half to chew gum. Have you seen these teeth? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, could he be any more obvious about chewing that gum? Like, I don't know if he knows how he was chewing, but he's like, like really exaggerated, <laughs> so the camera can see that he's chewing gum. Right. Exactly. Scene six. We now cut to two girls outside talking. One of them balls up a piece of paper and attempts to throw it in the trash, but instead throws that shit on the ground like she owns a fucking place. Mm-hmm. Bobby walks up, completely interrupting them, asking, what's your name? The little litter bug simply asks, why? Bobby points at the ground and says, you just littered. The girl looks down at the paper and then back at Bobby and says, I tried to get it in the waste can. Bobby unfazed says, that's what they all say. Bobby fucking Brady. He again says, name please, last name first. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, bitch, it says it right on the fucking trash can. Keep your school clean. Miss fucking attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, did you hear what the girls were talking about before Bobby no. interrupted them? No. <laughs> So there was like this really tall girl talking to this little girl and she was telling a story. And I guess she goes, when the, when the scene starts, she goes, every time we go somewhere, she gets car sick. So we have to give her some Dramamine because that's what little kids talk about. <laughs> she might as well have been talking about stock market and stuff like that. Can you believe the Dow was that high yesterday? What? <clears throat> <laughs> I think this year's flu season is going to be the worst one yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scene a savant. Later that day, we see Bobby yet again doing his duty in the hallway. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I must have been in a really that? immature mood about <laughs> <I wrote> this. <clears throat> well, and he didn't give himself like a demerit or whatever it is he's giving uh, out. Apparently, yeah. Apparently he can take a dump in the hallways, but other people can't shoot <laughs> down. Why, why is that? Little two-faced, if you know what I mean. But why can he do it in the hallway? I don't know. He should have at least done it in the trash <laughs> can. It says I'm not to go, because he's Bobby fucking... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there making no excuses. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a fucking trash can right there, Tech. Because <clears throat> he's Bobby fucking Brady. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> That's right. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do when three boys come down the hall with quite a bit of tomfoolery going on, oh, shit. tossing things around and whatnot, <laughs> let's just say their conduct was quite disorderly indeed. You know what indeed. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when out jumps Bobby, telling these two hooligans that there's to be no disorderly conduct in the halls. Mm. The lead hooligan tries to tell Bobby that they were only trying to help him carry his books. Mm. But Bobby slaps that shit to rest, telling him, that's your story. Mm. He then looks at him and says, I'm Bobby fucking Brady. But before Bobby can say anything more, the boy says, I know, last name first. Mm. So what was actually happening there was it was three boys mm-hmm. and two boys were tossing something back and forth away right. from the kid in the middle. 
Now, it was two white boys, and they were tossing something around of an Asian boy. Oh. So, I'm pretty sure Bobby stopped a hate crime. Maybe so, yeah. And I was, and they're like, whoa, we're just helping him carry his books. Okay. That's true. Fucking, hmm. that, fucking racist I, Already pricks. you can tell Bobby's enjoying this. I can tell already where the episode's going. Bobby's enjoying <laughs> this way too much. Way too much. Hmm. Yeah. What does he become later in life? Um, a handicapped person. <laughs> <laughs> handicapped is not a career, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, no, no. He becomes a race car driver first, and then him and That's Peter right. open up a business. That's right. Okay. Mm. All right. Scene eight. Out in the backyard, we see Peter and Greg working on sanding the boat. Peter begins telling Greg, boy, this is what I've always wanted, a boat. Greg laughs and says, me too. Give me a boat and a moonlit night and I'm all set. Peter asks, haven't you forgotten something? The girl. Greg gets creepy as he assures him saying, oh, she's there, little brother. She's there. And they both start sanding away again. Mm. Just then Mm -hmm. Mike comes out yelling, ahoy there. (laughs) Both Greg and Peter greet him saying hi. As Mike begins to talk, we see that Jan and Marsha are working on the boat as well. Mike begins explaining, if we're going sailing, we have to learn a little something about it. Peter tells Mike, with a boat this size, there really isn't much to learn, is there? Mike tells him, oh yeah? If you want to do it safely, there's a lot more than you think. Mike then begins to quiz the kids, asking, who knows which side is port and which is starboard? Did, did you know that, Jimmy? Do you know? I did not know that. I know you did, but I did not know that, no. Greg quickly answers that the left side is port. Now, remember, this is only if you're facing forward on the boat. It's not always left oh. wherever you're facing. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. Yeah. So if you're facing the, the, the bow of the boat, it's the left. Correct. <clears throat> Jan, then looking cocky, says, I know which, which side is starboard. <laughs> Mike slowly looks at her to see if she's kidding. <laughs> to see if she's kidding, <laughs> Jen smiles and says, "The the right one." Mike stares for a second and says, "You got it, Ice. You got it." Yeah. <laughs> Jen and Marsha then laugh as Jen says, "Well, like I couldn't miss." <laughs> Mike goes on with quizzing, asking. When two boats meet, who has the right of way? Peter shrugs and answers, the biggest boat. Mike (laughs) corrects him, saying, no, no, the boat that is on the right, same as the rules of the road. Jan looks confused and asks, yeah, but what if they're coming straight at each other? Mike stares for a moment, finally laughs and says, then we're back to the biggest boat. (laughs) As everyone laughs, Cindy comes running up asking, we're going to die on the ship, aren't we? No. <laughs> no. Cindy has. Cindy comes running up asking, what are we doing? Mike informs her that they're learning a little bit about sailing. And, you know, Peter's like, are we, though? Like, Cindy, still excited about having a boat, asks, can I learn, too? Mike, of course, says, sure, but asks where Bobby's at. Cindy says, he's still busy at school. Greg looks concerned, asking what he's doing. Cindy says he stopped seven kids from running down the stairs, and he was still trying to get their names when I left. Hmm. Mike, looking a little nervous for Bobby, reasons 
He's really serious about being the long arm of the law. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> so they're starting to get a feel for Bobby being uh, Bobby fucking Brady. That's right. Um, what's, did you notice the Popeye theme that played? The Popeye theme? Yeah. The At song? the beginning of the scene, when they show the boat, they're like, ding, 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 ding. And oh, then no. pauses and it goes, ding, 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 ding. No, I didn't notice yeah. that. Um, but also Ahoy there. When the, since when the fuck does Mike talk like that? He's not, he's not going to use a bunch of boat puns and shit in the rest of this episode. Is he? Like, <clears throat> I hope he does. Um, yeah. As usual, Greg is creepy. Um, <laughs> but also that boat can only fit like maybe two of them. <laughs> like safely, <laughs> probably one. Um, but more importantly, why is Jan acting so ditzy? <laughs> she is. That's not Jan. She's supposed to be like someone intellectual. Why is she acting like a moron? <laughs> I don't know. She is acting weird though. Yeah, right. It, it seems like everybody's picking up on that. Like, are you sure you're not the stone one? That yeah, right, <laughs> not yeah. Greg earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, to answer the question that Jan brought up, what should be done if two boats are on a collision course towards mm. each other? The answer is each boat has to turn starboard or right. Okay. It's the same with airplanes. Airplanes do the same thing. If they're on a collision course, they turn right. So Well, like when they say on their, um, when two, bo- two boats are about to collide, I guess they mean perpendicular to each other. The boat to the right has a right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Scene nine. Back at school, we see Bobby walk up to the water fountain as a group of girls come running down the hallway. Bobby quickly jumps into action, yelling, hey, wait. The three girls stop, and we see that Cindy is one of the three girls. Mm. Bobby catches up to them and informs them that they were running in the hall. Mm. Cindy then busts out with, it's okay, it's my brother. Then tells them to come on and begins to leave. But Bobby begins writing names down. Cindy, in shock, asks, what are you doing? Bobby answers, what does it look like I'm doing? He then turns to the other girl and says, I know her name. What's yours? Last name first. Cindy, getting upset, begins raising her voice, saying, Bobby, you can't turn me in. I'm your own sister. Bobby points his pencil at Cindy and tells her, watch it. I can also cite you for arguing with Bobby fucking Brady. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Cindy purses her lips and sighs. You know, I would have also charged her for also trying to use nepotism. <laughs> and that has no place here either in Arm of the Law. It doesn't, no. Uh-uh. That's that's right up there with Tom Fulry and shenanigans. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny because if you look really close, the other two girls are straight up laughing at the end oh, of the yeah. scene. Like, they've completely <laughs> broke character and they're just sitting there laughing about it. I, I watched that and I was like, are they broke character? But then I also saw it as... Maybe they didn't, and they're like uh, laughing as in like, like seriously, this kid's like, gonna oh, this up. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Scene ten. In the kitchen, we see Alice hard at work in the kitchen cutting an apple. She stops and goes to the table where we see Bobby sitting down eating cookies and drinking milk. Alice grabs a napkin, places it in front of Bobby, and tells him, "Neatness counts." <laughs> Bobby smiles and says, "Thanks, Alice." He goes back to studying his rules. Behind him, we see Cindy walk in with her school books. She slams them on the counter, opens the fridge, and slaps a piece of cheese in front of Bobby and (laughs) says, Here. Bobby asks, 
What's the cheese for? Cindy tells him, for you, all rats eat cheese, and walks away in a huff. Mm. Um, I just want to pause here, because this part cracked me up. Because, like, she walks in from school, slams right. her books down, goes straight to the fridge, brings a piece of cheese, <laughs> throws it in front of him. It's for you. You're a rat, motherfucker, right? Like, she <laughs> thought about that shit the whole walk home. She's she like, did, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to get him to walk in, and I'm going oh, to get a piece of cheese, and then I'm going to slam it down in front of him. And he's going to be like, what? And I'm going to be like, that's for you because you're, you're a rat. No, no, all rats, no. All rats eat cheat. All cheese, yeah. All rats eat cheat. She's practicing that shit. And you know, she sat up in her room, like thinking about it, going like, "Yeah, that was good. Like that was God. I was just like I wanted it. That was awesome. It's all smiling about it and shit. It's exactly. That. And I'm glad the cheese was right there too, man. I knew I saw it there this morning. Hell and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know exactly if Alice would have moved it, it, if Alice would have moved, then I wouldn't be able to find it. Then it would have been awkward and weird, and it wouldn't have had the same. But I found that shit fast, and it was really cool. It's in the same spot it was this morning. Perfect. God, I should. I couldn't have gone better. Yeah, I nailed it. Nailed that. I feel good. <sighs> anyway, Alice, who never passes up the chance to get in some gossip, sits beside Bobby and asks, "What was that all about?" Bobby says, "She's just sore because I was doing my duty." That's disgusting. That's, that's disgusting. Yeah. Why would she be mad about that? That's weird. I don't know. I mean, he has to. <clears throat> like, otherwise, you get sick. <laughs> he goes on to tell Alice that he had to turn her name in because she was running in the hall. Alice asked to confirm. That's why she had to stay after school? Because you reported her? Bobby seems to defend himself, saying, yeah, she was running in the hall, and when you break a rule, you have to get punished. Alice, seeing that this is a bigger problem than her pay scale allows, stands and tells Bobby, I'll keep it down to a slow walk in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so chuckled about the, the <laughs> she's doing my duty. It's such a lame joke. It's so stupid, but it's just so dumb and silly. Because I, I think what makes me laugh so hard when I when every time that joke comes up, it's like <laughs> I remember when you were in the in the Navy <clears throat> and I would ask something along the lines of, Hey, can you come down this weekend? Or you want me to go up this weekend? You were like, Oh, I have duty. I'm like <laughs> duty. <laughs> it takes all weekend. I'm like, yeah. It's 24-hour uh, duty, Jimmy. We have to do it. <laughs> I can't do anything, Jimmy. I have duty. Like, well, clean yourself up and come on. <laughs> but also, like, it was kind of neat because she came in and smacked them. And she was pissed. She smacked them books down on the counter. Bobby didn't even flinch. She didn't even turn around. And you know that was part of that big, like, dramatic thing. You know, he, she wanted him to turn around and go, oh, what was that? But he didn't even flinch. You know, that pissed her off even more. She you smacked that cheese down so freaking hard because he's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I would have accepted two answers One was because it's Bobby fucking Brady Exactly Damn And the other is. one is because of all that fucking training he had To be fucking Hell yeah School monitor or whatever it is He don't, he don't mess around He ain't playing Nope He's got 360 He knows everything goes around him He's he's so gangster that when I was writing this I had to check my myself a few times to see if I stole my wallet Make sure he didn't steal it That's how gangster he is <laughs> Scene 11 In the den we see Cindy Pleading her case to Carol Who's sewing a quilt Carol responds logically saying But that's his job sweetheart Cindy who's still upset yells out But I'm his very own sister Carol once again Tells Cindy what she needs to hear Saying well Does that give you any special privileges 
The same rules apply to you that apply to everyone else. Cindy then sits down and pouts, saying, I don't see why they should. Carol, seeing this isn't getting through to Cindy, pauses. She thinks for a moment and starts again, saying, I'll try to explain it to you this way. Let's say Bobby was a policeman and I drove through a red light. Accidentally, of course. I would expect him to give me a ticket. Cindy, shocked, asks, your own son? Carol quickly answers, absolutely. Cindy crosses her arms, raises her eyebrows, and says, Boy, if I ever had a son who was a policeman, and he gave me a ticket, I'd give him a spanking. <laughs> Just then, Bobby comes walking in from the kitchen. As soon as he does, Cindy gives him a look and walks out. Oh, in a huff. Bobby goes to sit down, saying, I guess she was complaining about me. Carol tells him, You guessed right. Bobby, expecting the worst, says, I guess you took her side. Carol surprises him, saying, you guessed wrong. Ooh. Bobby's surprise asks, you didn't? Carol tells him, well, Cindy didn't like it, but you were just doing your duty, honey. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby gets a huge grin, saying, <laughs> I'm glad you understand, Mom. Carol agrees, saying, oh, I do, I do. But goes on to say, listen, being in a position of authority isn't easy. Bobby half listens and simply says, thanks, mom. Before Bobby leaves, he stops and says, it's kind of tough being a lawman. It's a big responsibility. Carol salutes him and says, oh, I know, officer. After he leaves, Carol thinks for a moment and says, I wonder if he really would give me a ticket. Hmm. 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 I thought it was funny that Bobby was like, you didn't take her side. <laughs> He's so used to her <laughs> defending the girls and like shitting on the boys. What do you mean you didn't take her? Are you feeling okay? Do you have a fever? <clears throat> Scene 12. In the girls room, we see Jan laying on her bed reading when there's a knock on the door. She says, come in. And in comes Bobby saying, Jan, I've got to talk to you about something. Jan quickly asks, well, can it wait? I'm awfully busy. Bobby tells her, I just saw Alice sitting at the table. Jan answers, so it's her fucking job. She's our maid. <laughs> you mean our maid is at the table? <laughs> Gee, hold my drink while I faint. Sorry. <laughs> Bobby informs Jan that it's her turn to set the table tonight. Oh, shit. Jan looks at Bobby and asks, what business is that of yours? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Bobby says, mom and dad told us not to be pushing off our chores on Alice. Jan tries to explain that she has a lot of things to do, but Bobby interrupts her saying, you're breaking a rule. People can't just go around breaking rules. Jan then says what we're all thinking. Bobby, your safety at school, not at home. So Bobby stands his ground telling her a rule is a rule at school or at home. You're going on my report. Jan, confused as hell, asks, what report? Bobby tells her, I'm turning in a report to mom and dad at the end of the week. <laughs> Jan's voice then begins to go high pitch as she argues, saying, but I've got a very good reason for not setting the table. Bobby relishes in this, saying, and I've got a good reason for reporting you. You broke a rule. And I'm Bobby fucking Brady. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> and with a see you later, he turns and leaves, leaving Jan in a huff. 
Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I've run into a few people like this at some of my jobs. Not now. There's not too many people like this now, but at my old job, there was a lot of people that thought they'd get in with management if they tattled on people. Mm-hmm. I hate people like that. God, I hate people like that. Yeah. Yeah. People that yeah, like they don't break rules. Oh. Yeah, there's a woman like that that sits at this one desk at, at work and then the office right. at work and, and she's the same. If she catches like, like I, I've seen, because <laughs> you're not supposed to have cell phones on the production floor. Right. Except for like, I mean, some people do, they just keep them in their pockets or whatever. But mm-hmm. some of us like supervisors, like we do because that's how we talk to some of our employees, you know, because we have mm-hmm. a lot of work from home people and stuff. And um and I remember I was walking with another supervisor and she was on her phone and we walked past this woman's desk and she's like, you're not supposed to have your cell phone out. You're not, you know, and she's like, first of all, I'm a fucking supervisor. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, she's like, and I'm talking to one of my employees, you know, it's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Hmm. So now we always have to like, oh, watch out when you go past her and make sure you're Why do you have to watch right? out? You're allowed to have your phone. Why do you have to watch out past her? It's just because she'll just fucking, or she, you're not wearing your mask covering your nose. You know, she'll like call people out and stuff like that. Sounds like she needs more to do. Yeah. Hmm. But she's not my employee, so. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. So this is where we take our next break so that right. Tack can calm down mm-hmm. and, and put his phone away. I'm in a huff. I'm in a huff. You, you're in a huff. Yeah, you are huffed. <laughs> um, so Bobby got picked to be safety monitor at school. Only to let it go to his head at school and at home. <laughs> will he realize the error of his ways and stop being a dick? Or mm. will he lose all his friends and family and be kicked out and become homeless? Ooh. Let's see. Wow. We'll be back. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over 100 episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realize you were double joining like that. That's that was kind of weird. Yeah, it's Oh, as long as I don't eat anything after a few hours, I can right, right. bend a certain way. Yeah. But I mean, um, I mean, you slapped yourself in the chin. Like that's weird. <laughs> well, that a lot of people wouldn't even try. That, that was an accident. That was <laughs> but, okay. All right. But yeah. Hmm. Huh, okay. I'm so very in this episode, 
What's that? Don't be jealous. I'm very bendy. Don't be jealous. <laughs> so in this episode, Bobby kind of, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say responsibility has a whole lot to do with it, but he just gets really into something to the point where it gets to his head and it kind of irritates people. Yeah. Is that anything? Can you relate to that in any way, shape <laughs> or form? Like, has there ever been a time where people are like, all right, Tech, you need to calm down, man. Like, first of all, Jimmy, mark this date and time and episode mm-hmm. because you asked me questions I didn't know you were going to ask. And I have a direct answer for that I thought of immediately as soon as you asked. <laughs> no. <laughs> the answer is no, I can't really. No. And I'm not accusing you of trying to bring something up. <laughs> no. no, there is. I, I thought of something. Um, <clears throat> so when I was growing up, and you know, I used, used to go to my dad's for the summer where I had my other sisters <clears throat> and all that. And, and I remember <laughs> we were... <laughs> We used to, this is back when Gremlins had come out and it was really mm-hmm. big and all that. And so I, I love the movie and I think I want to say some might've been McDonald's was giving away like Gremlins books with like little records and stuff in it. They okay. had like part of the story and you collected yeah, all five yeah. or something like that. You had to tape them down to a regular uh, record. No, they were like real were like okay. little 45s. Okay. Um, and they had like the storybook on there, you know, basically read along in your book kind of a thing. And you collected mm-hmm. all five kind of a thing. And anyway, so I was like trying to get all my sisters together to like, hey, we should play the record and act out the movie and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> so I was like being director here. And like, Uh-oh. I guess I was being kind of bossy <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to the point where they didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> and uh-huh. I was like, oh, <laughs> did you have a camera at least? No, this was like a uh, play thing. Okay. We, we we put on plays and shit. Okay. We did this kind of stuff in the summers, you know. <laughs> and we used to perform them for like our parents or whoever was over, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of summers I had. Yeah. Good times. Lovely. How about you? Can you relate? Um, no. <laughs> Not that I can think of, unless you have a a, a story that <laughs> Where I did no, it, and I don't realize. You can't think of it out. just one time, Jimmy. <laughs> you don't remember that one time at Kennedy, Jimmy. You don't remember that? Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, no. I don't. I don't. I can't think of anything. I mean, I've had Lee parts in shows before, and I've been fearful that I act like this. So I like try my hardest to like talk to all the people in the chorus because I don't want them thinking I'm being an asshole. Um, but I mean. <laughs> I, I've, I don't, I don't think they ever thought that it's just my, me overthinking things. And it's, that's going to be a shock to tech and probably everybody else is that I, <laughs> I sometimes overthink things, you know, and I know that's shocking to tech and he's never known that, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's brand new um, information. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been hobbies and stuff that I get into that I probably get into a little bit too much. Like I'm sure some people would think that, you know, my reptile hobby is a little bit too much. Like all right, you're kind of too into that just because we have a whole room in our house dedicated just to that. But I mean, it's no different than having yeah. like a hobby room or like a, uh, like an art and crafts room, right? Yeah. Same thing. It's just, they don't eat rodents. <laughs> right. Yes, correct. Right, yeah. None yeah, of my so. art eat rodents. <laughs> or like some people, you know, are into fixing cars. So they have like a whole building just for working on car. Okay. Well, I, my hobbies, yeah. reptiles. So same thing. Nothing wrong Same difference. All right. So you're ready mm-hmm. to get back into this? I am ready. Okay. You sure? Cause you seem like you're wait. Well, we can keep talking. Wait, wait. Now I'm ready. Are you sure? Cause we can keep yep. talking. All right. <laughs> All right. So when we left off, 
Bobby, okay, but are you sure? Are you sure you're ready? I know. I, I It looks like I'm second guessing, right? right? Yeah, it does. It yeah, feels yeah, that way. Yeah. And I kind of feel like I am. But I'm so you ready. You I'm do, ready. Use the, the Grey's Anatomy method because there's a okay. character on Grey's Anatomy. It's, um, you remember um, uh, Dr. McHotty or whatever it was? Yeah. You know his sister that's still on the show? Yeah. She has this way that she does when she goes into surgery where she strikes a, um, a superhero stance before she goes into, into surgery because mm. it makes her feel more confident. So what I want mm-hmm. you to do is strike a superhero stance and say, I'm ready to continue. Okay. Hold on. Let me get this. <clears throat> it's a great day to save lives, right? Exactly. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I'm ready. So now, Let's do it. Yeah? All right, cool. I almost <laughs> want to go down to the basement where there's a nice, like, air conditioning vent that blows straight up from the floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And have your skirt all fly <laughs> up, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, wait, that's that's another story. That's not what um, happened, but... No, no. Yeah. yeah. All right. So when we left off, Bobby was having too much fun being safety monitor at school and was starting mm. to become one at home. Will the rest mm. of the Brady kids teach him a lesson? Hmm. Let's find out. Scene 13. Late at night in the boys' room, we see Peter asleep on the top bunk. The camera pans over to see Greg sneaking into the room, but of course, safety monitor Bobby is wide awake, waiting for him to come home. Hmm. He shines a flashlight on Greg to let him know that he's caught. Greg slowly turns around to see what's going on. Bobby sits up, looks at his clock, and says, You were supposed to be in by 1130. Hmm. Greg apologizes for waking up Bobby, but Bobby continues saying, you're 25 minutes late. Greg, not understanding what Bobby's getting at, simply says, go back to sleep. Bobby then tells him, I'm going to have to tell mom and dad, you're going to be on my report at the end of the week. Greg, thinking this is nonsense, asks, what report? Bobby simply states, you broke a rule. You came in late. Greg looks shocked, saying, listen, I have a very good reason for being late. Bobby gets cocky, saying, that's what they all say to Bobby fucking Brady. Bad boys, bad boys, (laughs) what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Greg, getting frustrated, stands staring at Bobby and asks, how could they cram 10 feet of nerve into four feet of kid? Bobby simply rolls over and goes to sleep. Like a boss. <laughs> what I thought was kind of nice here because he's like, um, you're late. You're supposed to be here by 1130. And he's like, oh, sorry for waking you up. You know, I that was kinda, I know, it was a nice little touch, like not him immediately getting defensive, just him going, oh, sorry, shit, <laughs> my bad. Hmm. Were you, you this were- smoking doobies again, Greg? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> um. But like speaking of rules, like doesn't Bobby have a bedtime? What the fuck is he doing up at eleven thirty at night? Like he's breaking a rule by be- at night. Yeah, he's breaking a rule by being up that late. Mm-hmm. Um, but his character sort of kind of reminded me of the Paperboy from Better Off Dead. Where he's <laughs> like, dollars. man, I'm really sorry, Billy, but I don't have a I don't have a dollar. I didn't ask for a dollar. <laughs> you know, like- <laughs> yeah. All right. Scene fourteen. Out in the backyard, we see Greg and Marsha hard at work painting the boat, which is now painted in psychedelic colors. Marsha <laughs> says, you know, I thought everybody would love the way Jan and I painted the boat. Greg chuckles and says, 
Boats are supposed to be one color. You want to scare the fish to death? Marcia concedes, saying, okay, so we goofed. Greg laughs and says, listen, you're lucky you're not on Bobby's report. <laughs> Marcia, who's obviously heard about it, agrees, saying, yeah, do you believe that report? Greg looks up and tells her, I have to. I'm on it. Marcia answers, <laughs> so am I, little stinker. When Greg asks what she's on it for, Marcia tells him, well, I'm not supposed to borrow any of Mom's things unless I ask. And Bobby saw me borrowing a bracelet. Marcia goes on saying, you know, I think being a school safety has gone right to his fat little head. <laughs> Greg looks up with a smirk and says, I'd like to give him a good kick right in his fat little other end. Oh. Marcia just laughs and nods. Hmm. Where did Jan and Marcia, and I brought this up last week too. Where did Jan and Marcia get all that damn paint from? <laughs> they must have like, like the supply lifetimes. Paint. Yeah. Like, but also, um, I don't think Carol and Mike are going to stand for him tattling on everybody because didn't right. Cindy get in trouble for the exact same thing on an episode? Like for tattling yeah. on everybody? I think that report would only last the one time. Uh, yeah. I think like, they would look at it and be like, like you need to get this shit Nobody asked you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody asked you to do this report. Like, right. we don't need this. They'd be like, you need to get this shit. Or no, better yet, Mike would probably be like, okay, and where's the report for things that you did wrong? Mm-hmm. How come you're not on this report? Exactly. All right, hmm. scene 15. In the kitchen, we see Alice reading from a recipe book when up walks Bobby with an abrupt Alice. I just walked past the trash can. You've got some spray bottles and cans and the other things. Alice, not seeing the point, says, so. Bobby <laughs> informs her that they're supposed to be kept separate. He finishes by saying he's going to have to put her on his report. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Alice looks miffed as she puts her hands on her hip and leans on the counter. But instead of leaning on the counter, she leans on the blender, which is filled with ingredients, which of course spray all over the kitchen mm-hmm. and Alice. Oh, man. So Bobby's calling out the maid. <laughs> Get yeah, her yeah. report too, which is like, I'm going to report to you, report you to your supervisors. <laughs> that you're not doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So I don't get a raise or I don't get any days off. Like, what? yeah, right. Yeah. So what's going to happen? I'm going to have to ask before I'm allowed to do anything. <laughs> I'm have to I wear, wear a uniform, uniform all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was kind of cool that it was a real blender. I know that's kind of, it's kind of a silly thing, to, but yeah. that blender has been on the, on the, the counter for a while and, Turns out it's real. It's kind of cool. Um, But why does it have to be separated? Did they recycle things way back then? Or was it because the things were dangerous? Like if you have an aerosol container, you're not supposed to throw it away. I don't know. You look so nervous when I said that. (laughs) Nervous? Yeah. If you had an aerosol container, you're supposed to throw it away. You're like, shit. Hold on. (laughs) I got to be right back. I throw away aerosol (laughs) shit all the time. Well, The only aerosol thing I ever have anyway, it's just my hairspray. No, <laughs> is I get this uh, aerosol spray of like olive oil. That's about the okay. only aerosol thing I ever buy. Well, like we don't use a whole lot of aerosol spray stuff either, but I have this weird thing where I like to, <laughs> I like to play with aerosol can. I'm not even going to lie. I like to, you turn it upside down. It comes out really cold and I'm very juvenile and immature about it. 
Um, and I so usually play with it. Random yeah. things of like, yeah. Ooh, this is aerosol. This will be yeah. fun. Fuck and the so, ozone. I don't care. <laughs> and so um, it usually doesn't have anything left in it when I throw it away. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Okay. Scene 16. Out in the backyard, we see Mike putting the finishing touches on the boat. Across the back, he's putting letters on the boat that says SS Brady. As he puts on the last letter, everyone begins to cheer. Jan joins in saying, the SS Brady. Boy, does that look neat. Cindy asks, who's going to be the captain? Carol replies, your father, of course. Cindy sounds disappointed, asking, what am I going to be? Peter pipes up, saying, probably seasick. (laughs) Jan then turns to Mike, asking when they all get to go sailing. Mike tells her if they get the sail back that he ordered, it ought to be able to be put in the water on the weekend. All the kids say, oh, good, in excitement. Just then, Bobby comes out in a suit wearing a safety monitor armband. He walks up saying, <laughs> I just remember you're a Nazi. Well, it's <laughs> true. That's about they look like. He walks up saying, that's really great, Dad. Carol sees the way he's dressed and asks, where are you going all dressed up? Bobby announces that all the safeties have to go to the school to get their pictures taken. As he's saying this, Peter, Jan, and Cindy are glaring at him. <laughs> Carol tells him to be careful and not to get his good clothes dirty. Bobby assures her, saying, don't worry, I won't. He tells him, see you later, and he leaves. After Bobby leaves, Jan speaks up first with her arms crossed, asking, does he have to go with us when we launch the boat? (laughs) Carol, apparently going by the name Dad, (laughs) now answers, saying, well, now that's a silly question. Of course he does. (laughs) Jan thinks for a moment and says, I was asking dad. No. (laughs) No. Jen thinks for a moment and says, well, if he's going to, I don't really think I want to, and walks off. Peter sees her example and says, that's double for me, and walks off with her. Cindy sees her two siblings and, of course, follows saying, make that triple. Before they can go very far, Mike speaks up saying, wait a minute, come back here. Mike then starts getting irritated, asking, We haven't even launched the boat yet, and we've got a mutiny? Carol then feels the need to ask what Mike just asked, adding, What's going on here? (laughs) All three kids then begin speaking at once, all complaining about Bobby. What's funny is, if they would have just walked away, Cindy would have been like, Can somebody help me down off this boat? (laughs) (laughs) She's actually laying in the boat. I thought it was kind of funny. She's like, Fuck this, I'm gone. Can somebody help me down? Was she laying in the boat? Did you see my note? No. Oh, because like no, I, t- I try my hardest not to look at your notes. I uh, same. Um, I'm going to send you a picture. You look at your notes. <laughs> <laughs> you write them. I'm going to send you a picture to your phone. So <laughs> when I was seeing the shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking at the opening shot and I was like, where the fuck is the rest of her body? Yeah, she's laying in the boat. <laughs> because then it looks like in the next scene she's not laying in the boat she's just standing there I don't know uh-huh. it was weird but I mean that must be it but I was just so confused <laughs> but I thought it was funny the look that Jan was giving him like holy shit like she looked like she wanted to rip his fucking face off it was awesome yeah Um. <laughs> so wait a minute <laughs> so this guy Mr. Houston or whatever the fuck his name was yeah. was gonna throw that boat away because it had to be painted 
Well, no, they they sanded it and they I'm sure and they did other it. stuff. <laughs> I'm sure they did other stuff like got no. epoxy and like I, I didn't know, see any that. If, it, if we don't see it on camera, that means it didn't happen. So basically, that camera had that camera. Wow, that boat had to be painted, and he was gonna throw. He's like that boat's ugly. Throw it away like, and sanded and sanded. Yeah, you apparently don't know who Mr. Houston is. First of all, Mr. Houston, if there's work to be done on something, he doesn't need it. Apparently not. Mr. Houston just buys new things. Exactly. He's yeah. like, dishes are dirty? Throw them out. I get new dishes. <laughs> That's fucking Mr. Houston. I guess I got to buy a new car now because I'm out of gas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I just thought that just struck me funny. I mean, it's right up there with uh, not another teen movie. Well, she's wearing overalls and she has like, what is that? A ponytail? It's the same. Like, this boat's a piece of shit. What's wrong with it? I mean, look at it. It could use sanding and paint. Okay. And it's wearing overalls. Yeah. <laughs> and a ponytail. Who does that? Uh, scene 17. Back at school, we see all the monitors coming out of school, all dressed up in suit and ties. Bobby runs out saying, see you guys later. As he's walking home, a girl comes up to him calling, oh, Bobby, Bobby. Oh, am I glad to see you? <laughs> Bobby greets her with a, hi, Jill. She then tells him, you've got to help me. My cat's stuck. Bobby confused asks, your cat? Jill points saying, around the corner, it's stuck in the old house. They're going to tear it down. I can't get it. It's all boarded up. Bobby thinks for a moment and says, well, we can't go in the old house. There's a sign in front that says no trespassing. Jill then begins to cry, pleading with Bobby, saying, please, you've got to get Pandora out for me. Bobby thinks for a moment again, sighs and says, gee, Jill, I'd like to help. But it says keep out. A rule's a rule. Mm. But the girl continues to plead, asking, but what if Pandora's hurt? Please, you've got to help me. Please, you've got to get Pandora out for me. Bobby reluctantly gives in, saying, well, I know I'm not supposed to do this. Hmm. But hmm. Bobby's got to get some pussy, though, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, when there's an emergency, you know, you call an elementary school kid that's a safety monitor. <laughs> that's right. You got to do what you got to do to get some Exactly. Pussy. I mean, if it's a tree, you know, you call the fire department. But if it's that's in a house, a, no, fuck that. You call a safety monitor for that shit. And fire department's <laughs> just going to laugh. Like, did you call a safety monitor? I bet you didn't. You probably called us, didn't you? So, yeah. <laughs> this guy calling us for a cat in a abandoned house. Exactly. Well, you, what, you didn't call the safety monitor? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, scene 18. We are now in the old house. Apparently, us and the cameraman went in first. Exactly, yeah. Why did the cameraman get it? Fucking inconsiderate? <laughs> no, just sitting up there, like the yeah, top right? of the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> we see Bobby pulling away the boards to gain access to the window. He wipes some dust away from the window so he can see inside, then opens up the window and climbs into the house. He slowly looks around, perhaps a little frightened, calling out, saying, Here, Fluff, or 
Pandora. <laughs> Come here, Pandora. <laughs> yeah, where's Fluffy at? Hmm, yeah, right. Interesting. Hmm. Funny, you'll look here. for somebody else's cat. Funny how that works. <laughs> he hears faint meow that appears to be coming from the fireplace. Bobby walks over to investigate, calling the cat's name. Bobby climbs into the fireplace to see if he can see the cat. When he does, the cat jumps down and runs into the room, getting soot all over Bobby and his suit. <clears throat> Pandora jumps out of the window, and we soon see him in the arms of Jill, who runs up to the window saying, Thanks, Bobby. See ya. Bye. Yeah, exactly. She's like, later. <laughs> Bobby simply waves and coughs. And when he sees the condition of his suit, he says, Mom and Dad are going to kill me. Hmm. Hmm. So this is, I feel like this is the boat all over again. <laughs> like they're going to demolish this house because it, because it needs paint and like a vacuum. Like it's dusty. It's probably <laughs> Mr. Houston's house. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can live there. The windows are dirty and there's, what is <laughs> dust on the floor? What is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but why didn't we see cat paw prints leading to the fireplace? Cause when Bobby walks over, you see his footprints mm -hmm. in the dust, right? Damn. So we should Didn't have you, seen Detective Carol. Yeah, we should have seen paw prints leading to the. Because I mean, it still would have played out the same unless, if you would have saw the paw prints. Unless the cat ran up to the roof and went down into the chimney. You mean like Santa? Like yeah, just like Santa. Okay, that, that could work probably. True. Or it's True. a magic cat. Which one do you maybe want to it, go with? Maybe the cat flies. Maybe the cat put the dust there after he went to the fireplace. Right. So it either went through the fireplace, like through the chimney, or it's a magic cat that can fly or has dust in his little pockets. That's what I think. I think he has it dust. It's a dusty cat. That's what they call him. <laughs> I read that somewhere. <laughs> Could be it. Hmm, okay. All right. Scene 19. Back at home, we see Bobby sneaking in through the sliding door leading into the kitchen. He stops and calls mom, dad. When he doesn't get an answer, he goes over to the chalkboard in the kitchen, which reads, Bobby, we'll all be home around six. Mom, P.S. Do homework. Hmm. Bobby reads this and is instantly relieved, saying, wow, what luck. I've still got a whole hour. Bobby then runs back to the laundry room. So first thing I thought of, which I know I didn't write this down, but is where are they? Where's everybody? Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. They're all going to be back at six. Like that tells <laughs> me like they all took off somewhere. Like they all went out to dinner together, you know, or, well, or spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We find out that it's really only Allison and Carol. <laughs> we don't even know where the fuck everybody else is. Well, it says we all went out. Right, right, right. We'll all be home around six. But it's only the two of them in the car. Yeah, I know. That was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> but so Maybe they went to the library or something out, and Carol was like, make sure you're home at six so we can eat. Um, hmm. it, it took me to realize, it took me a second to realize where in the house he was at. Because I'm like, <laughs> where is he? And I was like, oh, that's the sliding door leading to the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but also, they never use that chalkboard. So why was he so quick to walk up and read it? <laughs> like yeah, it's not like it's a normal thing for him to get notes. Like let me check the chalkboard to see if I, it's not like it's his email. But <laughs> right. 
Hmm. Good question. No, I was, uh, but, but if you pause for like, if you, is that the first time we've seen the laundry room? I think this is the first time we've seen it. No, it's not the first time. No, there okay. was a time where he had to. They were trying to where Jan was allergic to Tiger, so Tiger got a lot of baths, and that was happening in the laundry room and stuff. Why would you give a dog a bath in the laundry room? There's no sink in the laundry room. Oh, uh, they have like a tub or something like that. Oh, okay, all right, for whatever. Them. All right, make a anyway. whole set for a dog. Okay. Cool. Scene 20. Back in the laundry room, we see Bobby throwing all of his nice clothes in the washing machine, along <laughs> with with his new improved safety detergent. There you go. When he sees there's still more in the box, he simply dumps the entire box in. He then closes the washing machine, turns it on, and goes up to his room. Hmm. Gee, I wonder what gag they're going to do next, Tech. <laughs> But also, like, the show let him walk around in his underwear. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? Whiteys. Like, he's a child. Like, why would you let a child walk around in his underwear? There's a lot of movies and stuff that have kids and tidy whities and stuff. Uh, that, that irked me a little bit. I don't know why. All mm-hmm. right. Scene a 21. Up in the boys' room, we see Bobby come in, grab some pants out of his drawer, and put them on. We then cut to a scene down in the laundry room, and wouldn't you know it, Foam is starting to push up in the washing machine door. Hmm. We cut back to Bobby, who's hard at work studying and doing homework. The camera cuts back and forth, each time the foam getting worse and worse, until finally hmm. it's overflowing and starting to collect on the floor. Bobby finally checks the time and runs off to put his clothes in the dryer. When he gets to the laundry room, the foam is now coming out from under the door. When he opens the door, the foam is up to his neck. Bobby climbs into the laundry room, frantically trying to turn off the washing machine. Hmm. You know, I've had something similar like this happen before. Okay. But it was the dishwasher. Um, yeah, I've had it in the dishwasher too. <laughs> with the girls, and she mistook the dishwashing detergent for like the Dawn. Oh, okay. And so she like filled that fucking cup up with Dawn. And closed it, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And it just was overflowing suds in the whole kitchen. I was That's like, awesome. oh, my God, what did you do? What did I put soap in it? Like, not this soap and that soap. <laughs> Megan did that one time. She she washed a pan. When we first got married, she washed a pan and didn't rinse it off all the way, and it filled the entire kitchen up with foam. It was awesome. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that laundry detergent doesn't do that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it doesn't foam like that. Hmm. Because like stuff like toothpaste and Dawn, like they have to add chemicals to it to make it do that. It's not a natural thing. So why would they mm. add foaming like suds to laundry detergent? That doesn't make sense. Because uh, bubbles make things cleaner. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Haven't you ever no, seen yeah. the bubble guys like in that fucking cleaner thing? No. Yes, <laughs> you have. No, I don't have no clue around since like the 70s. Like, is it not Mr. Bubbles, but Mr. Clean? Foams? No. It's like the foaming bubble guys, and they put little faces on the bubbles. And oh, you know. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, tile, tile, no, for mm-hmm. cleaning tiles and stuff. Yeah, or toilets, or yeah, yeah. it's always like the cleaning bubbles. Um, and, I don't know. What What's a fun little bit of trivia is um, the the agent that they add to toothpaste to make it foam doesn't actually do mm. any cleaning for your teeth. It's just to make you feel like it's doing something. But it, that chemical is the reason orange juice tastes so bad after you brush your teeth. Oh. Yeah. So anyways. Hmm. Um, My son will do that. After he brushes his teeth, he'll come out and go, can you orange juice? 
<laughs> um, but that was an impressive amount of foam. Like, I don't know how they kicked up that much foam. That was impressive. But also, like, he purposely was monitoring the clock, right? Mm-hmm. Because he obviously set the, the, the washing machine up, and he obviously knew how long it would take. Mm-hmm. So why is there still foam coming out of the washing machine if the timer would have been up and stopped the machine? Hmm. The machine should not be still creating foam. <laughs> True. And and doesn't on not on all of them, on ours it does it. But on our washing machine, when you when you start it, the lid locks. Yeah. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. most of them lock. So why is the foam pushing up the lid? I don't know if they have always been that way where they lock. Oh, okay. I mean, I've had yet. some washers where they didn't lock oh, okay. a long time mm-hmm. ago. But yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, scene 22. Out in the driveway, we see Carol and Alice coming home with tons of packages. Oh, shit. All of, of course, lovingly gift-wrapped for Carol fucking Brady. Exactly. As they close the car door, Carol begins venting about her tough life, saying, yeah. if there's one thing I hate, it's a last-day half-price bargain sale. I know, right? Alice agrees, saying, oh, me too. All that pushing and shoving and grabbing? I sure hope it didn't hurt anybody. (laughs) Carol just laughs. As Alice walks into the sliding door that leads into the kitchen, she immediately notices that the door was left open. Mm. As the two of them go into the kitchen to put their packages down, Alice notices something on the floor and says, What on earth? Carol sees this too and asks, Oh my goodness, where are all those suds coming from? Alice deduces that the washing machine must be on. Carol, of course, blames Alice, asking, Oh, Alice, did you leave it on automatic? Alice, confused, says, I wasn't even washing today, dick. (laughs) Did you see me fucking washing clothes? Did you? I've been with you carrying your fucking packages around, Carol fucking Brady. That's right. I was pushing and shoving and grabbing. And they run into the laundry room. Mm. Carol has such a tough life. Like, let's just. Pause for a second. Like, I know we joke Poor a lot. Carol. Poor yeah, Carol. I know we joke a lot, but Carol, she's got a tough life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she has to, you know, shop and, and make salads. Um, mm-hmm. But what the fuck is she blaming Alice for? Isn't that what made partially what made Alice quit in the first place? <laughs> was it? Well, yeah, because kids, she, she was she was asking Alice shit instead of asking the kids shit. And I bet you, mm. I bet you anything she's going to ask Alice a bunch of stupid more questions soon, ain't she? <laughs> yeah. Carol's so fucking helpless, man. Anyways, scene 23. I know it's a fictional character, but it just gets on my nerves. Scene 23. As Carol and Alice walk into the laundry room, of course, helpless Carol relies on someone else again, yelling out, Oh, Alice, the washing machine's gone crazy. <laughs> Carol and Alice then hear Bobby yelling out for help. Alice pauses, looks at Carol, and says, Mrs. Brady? The suds are calling you. Hmm. Carol begins yelling out for Bobby because, you know, it's a huge room. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, sarcasm. (laughs) They uncover Bobby as Carol begins shouting, asking if he's okay. to which he states, I believe so. (laughs) She then shouts again like a maniac, asking what he's doing. He reluctantly tells her that he was washing his clothes. Alice reminds him that he's supposed to take them off first. (laughs) <laughs> Bobby feels bad apologizing to which Carol reminds him he should be. Mm. 
And then when they're grabbing him, they're like, are you okay? Bobby's like coughing. (laughs) I think he was coughing because he was literally submerged in foam. Like, I don't know how he was breathing. Coughing? Yeah. You've never smelt foam? Like, you've never smelt the, the... the smell of it, like it, it, it's enough to make like it's because it's not like fresh air. It kind of makes you cough, kind of burns your throat. At least it did me. Because I used to try to bury my head and shit when I took a bubble bath. Anyways, um, <laughs> which is very recently, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was last week. Um, but but that did it's look not a really. Joke, it's true. <laughs> that did look really dangerous. Like his face was complete. The actor's face was completely covered. Yeah. And like. Alice had to like kind of wipe foam off his face because it was, his face was wet and covered with bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I really dislike Carol. I just wanted to put that in there too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Scene 24 in the den. We now see Bobby very clean and dried off explaining <laughs> what happened to Mike and Carol. <laughs> get it. Get it. Very clean. <sighs> Cause of the suds. Yeah, because he just had a bath, basically. <laughs> yeah. But he's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, explain to Mike and Carol what happened, who were drinking coffee, surprisingly. Shocking. There wasn't anybody home. I figured I could wash my good clothes, and you'd never find out. Mike sighs, thinks for a moment, and asks Bobby, well, what do you think? It calls for punishment, doesn't it? Bobby takes it like a man, saying, I broke a rule. I have to be punished. Carol walks out of the kitchen and into the family room saying, well, not necessarily, Bobby. She goes on to say, well, you did break a rule, but you saved a little girl's cat, and that's a good reason for breaking a rule. Is it though? Mike then adds, (laughs) yeah. Mike then adds, we always have to have rules and laws, but we always have to use them with reason and justice. Bobby, completely missing the point, asks, you mean you're not going to punish me? Carol answers, not for this. Bobby gets super excited, saying, oh, wow, thanks, and begins to run off excited. Mike calls him back, saying, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not through with you yet. Bobby nervously asks, what else is there? Mike begins saying, I want to talk to you about that report you're making out for us. Bobby, still not getting the point, asks, what about it? You got something to say? I'll put you on there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Carol says, listen, Bobby, other people have reasons for breaking rules, too, you know. Mike then proves the point by asking Bobby, do you know why Greg was late getting home that night? Of course, Bobby doesn't. Mike tells him because his date forgot her house key. Her parents weren't home. And Greg thought it'd be gentlemanly to stay there with her alone in the house. You know, keep her company for a while. It's kind of like when you run out of gas. And you mistakenly <laughs> realize you have still good gas, you know, same thing. <laughs> no, I guess she forgot her key and he had to wait outside with her. Yeah. Bobby looks guilty saying, gee, I guess that is a good reason for breaking a rule. But Bobby's mm-hmm. ego returns saying, but Greg never told me that. Mike returns fire telling him he says he tried to, but you wouldn't listen. Bobby looks guilty once again. Carol then adds, And you know the reason why Jan didn't set the table that night? Because she had to read a book for a test the next morning that she could have done the week before, but put off until her night to set the table. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Bobby once again looks guilty. Mike then drives it home saying, and one more thing, being an authority at school does not give you that same authority at home. 
You understand? Mm. Bobby, of course, says, yes, sir. Carol adds, and from what we've heard, you've become the most unwelcome young man at Clinton Avenue Elementary School. Mike finishes saying, let alone at home. Bobby finally getting it says, I guess I was a real stinker, huh? (laughs) Carol crosses her arms saying, yeah, I guess the name stinker fits pretty well. Right, Mike? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Bobby thinks for a moment saying, maybe I should apologize to them, huh? Mike agrees saying that would be a very good idea. He follows it up telling Bobby, I hope you learned something from all this. Bobby tells him that he sure has. First, even if you have authority, you've got to listen to people. And second, you've got to use good justice and reason, like you said. Mike compliments him, saying, good. Anything else? Bobby's face lights up as he says, oh yeah, most important thing of all. Never use a whole box of soap in a washing machine. (laughs) Especially safe. With the new... (laughs) And and any winks? Ding! (laughs) Especially safe with the new formula. Bing! Mike and Carol just laugh. <laughs> what the fuck was Bobby wearing? Uh, clean clothes. <laughs> but I mean, his pants looked like he was wearing chaps. Like, I thought he was wearing chaps at first. Oh, yeah. I but did it's see like, that. I did <laughs> like jeans, but like the front part was black, except the pockets weren't. It's really strange. Looking. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can clearly see at one point that Mike has nothing in his cup at all. Like his cup's empty. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but also Carol's dress kind of looked modern a little bit. Like, Oh, I don't know. I didn't see maybe it. that style's coming back. I don't know. But. <laughs> all right. Scene a 24. Out in the backyard, we see the family all running out to take out the boat. Mike begins yelling out orders saying, okay, everybody, we've got to loosen the mass and lash the boat to the top of the car and then put her in the water. Carol then looks around and asks, Hey, where's Bobby? Mike speaks up saying, I thought he was right here. Just then Bobby comes running up wearing what looks like capris. (laughs) Greg, (laughs) Greg asks, what are those? As Jan remarks, they're tighter than your skin. Bobby hmm. explains, mommy told me, mommy, well, <laughs> mom told me to wear something that it didn't matter if I got dirty or wet. Hmm. Alice, confused, turns to Carol asking, aren't those his good pants? Carol, looking irritated, tells her they were his good pants. Carol then turns to Bobby and tells him, Bobby, next time you wash something, will you check the label where it says dry clean only? Bobby just smiles and laughs as Mike once again begins giving out orders to pull off the mast. As they all grab and pull up on the mast to take it off, we hear a loud rip. Hmm. Bobby gets a shocked look on his face as he lets out a, uh-oh. He then turns to his family, says, excuse me, and begins to walk backwards away from them to change. Everyone just laughs. Everyone that is except Cindy, who innocently asks, what happened to Bobby? Mike laughs and says, I think he got a split amidships. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck that means. It means amidship is down the middle. <laughs> oh, okay. Carol then joins in the fun saying, yeah, and I'll bet he's got a draft. 
aft. <laughs> aft means the end, the back oh, end of the okay. boat. Ford and aft. Mm-hmm. Got split amidships. Um, Nautical mm-hmm. puns are fun. <laughs> Why does it take so many people to take off that mast? Like Greg and Mike could have done it by themselves. Like I, I feel like everybody's like, just getting wouldn't in the way. Been, wouldn't have been easier if the boat was on the ground. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because you have two kids that can't to, even reach it. Right, and they're trying to lift up when it's like straight out in front of them. How much higher are they yeah. going to be able to lift it? And even yeah, if they exactly. did pull it out, isn't it going to like they can't? How wouldn't it like? Yeah, why did they? Over? Why did they set it all up if they're going to have to put it in the car? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is it set up? So, I don't know. It wouldn't work. I don't know. Um, but that's the end of the episode. All right. All right. That was <laughs> interesting. That was interesting. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> so I do have an email to read. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> All right. So this is from Diane. 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 What? Diane, Diane. She says, yeah, you know, Diane. Okay. Diane says, hello. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I watched the same thing as you. The Brady Bunch. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and I responded, oh, good. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Right on. Yeah. So thank you, Diane, for sending that in. <laughs> That's Awesome. awesome. It was awesome. It's nice That's to hear cool. from people, and I enjoy it. It is. So, yeah. please feel free to send in your emails to us, and we'd like to hear back from you. Yes. All right. So you know what we did. We had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. And we would like to personally thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this couldn't and wouldn't be possible. Mm. And we're speaking to you, Ginny and Jim. You know, you know, we're speaking to you guys. Yeah, I no. see you right there. I see you listening. Jenny and Jen. <laughs> Look Silly at Jenny smiling. She's smiling. Right yeah. And the rest of you, our Patreon people, are cup. unbelievable. Go ahead. Sorry, I was interrupting. No. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought I interrupted you. And the rest of you Patreon people are awesome, too. I see all you guys out there in, in podcast land listening, too. Look at you mm-hmm. guys being all cheeky and shit. Okay. <laughs> cheeky monkey. All right, some homework <laughs> assignments. Number one, check out the website. At www.averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Castbox. Tell two friends about the show, or if you hate them, if you hate the show, tell two enemies or your in laws <laughs> or your <laughs> boss <laughs> or that person that, that always tattles on people at work that you don't like and they're all like, hang on, I have Ooh, your phone out. You're yeah. like, I'm fucking, I'm a fucking supervisor. I can have my phone out. And they're like, you're going to be on my report. You tell her about the podcast. <laughs> send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very brady podcast at gmail.com join the facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very brady facebook group and if you like to be a producer check out the patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very brady podcast check out our instagram at a very brady podcast follow us on facebook and get real-time updates Go check the Retro Network. I'm telling you, you guys will not be disappointed. It has everything from like comic book stuff on there to to throwback stuff, like the Time Machine podcast you love. Just go check out the network. I promise you won't be disappointed. Just, you know, don't break yeah. up with us. And where? What's that? Where? Oh, I'm sorry. At, the, <laughs> at theretronetwork.com. 
Yeah. Check out our Tee Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode and the one before. And by the next one. Most importantly, if -hmm. you don't do any of the rest of these, do this one. Go watch the Brady Bunch. Mm -hmm. And now Tack's going to tell you where you can start your next homework assignment. Take it away, Tack. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. On the next episode, season four, episode 15, entitled Greg Gets Grounded. After Greg is grounded for a week from careless driving, he gets in a dispute with his parents over their exact words. Meanwhile, Bobby and Peter enter frogs in a frog jumping contest. <laughs> Silly goose. And you know what's funny? I have two frogs, so we can have a frog jumping contest. Oh, I could. But mine would win. Well, because they're both yours. Well, no, I mean, because mine is a lot bigger than my my daughter's. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. All right, so um, did you have anything else? Anything else you want to bring up? Say, discuss? Cool. All right, in that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you, yes, you, on another Sunshine Day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.